Hello, and welcome back to Movie Reviews No One Asked For. I'm Richie, one of your co-hosts, and I just want to say thank you for checking out the podcast. We'd really appreciate if you give us a follow on Instagram, at MrNoafOfficial. So that is at M-R-N-O-A-F official. And give us a follow wherever you're listening to this, whether it be on Spotify, Breaker, anywhere else. Give us a follow and check out anchor.fm backslash MrNoaf. And that MrNoaf is all caps. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Welcome back to a new episode of Movie Reviews No One Asked For. My name is Richie and I'm here with my co-host Alex. Yes. Oh, hello. (laughs) And we are doing a little bit of a, it's not a throwback, it's not a uh, throwback episode per se, but it's a, a movie that has been out for a while less than a year yeah it is a movie we did not get a chance to review in our uh really long week absence we had yeah (laughs) it was only one week long yep but um i believe that this movie just recently got re-released it did and uh it's probably of all the people that i listen to that talk about oscars and best movie of the year and all this stuff it is easily um, the movie that I hear in the conversation mm-hmm. the most, and that is a small little movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, really small. Yep. Yes. So, um, this is a spoiler review podcast. This movie has been out for much longer than our usual output, so it's on you this time if you uh, haven't seen the movie because it's been out. You can stream it, uh, unfortunately, not for free. Um, but it's on VOD. Like I said, it just got re-released. Yeah, I think it's and, on Paramount uh, Plus I, right now. I don't know. What'd you say? I think it's on Paramount Plus. I'm just looking where you can stream it. You um, can basically stream it anywhere where you can buy VOD. Yeah. But um, I highly recommend you do that. Not only because you'll be more informed for the episode, but because the movie is good. Yes, movie Spoiler. good. Spoiler for my thoughts. And review now, movie good. <laughs> and review. Yes, the movie is good. <laughs> yeah. End episode. Yeah, I am. I've been honestly really like I'm, I've requested to Richie that we talk about this one this week because I've been really wanting to talk about it. Um, I think in, in the span of time we had our hiatus there. Uh, this is probably the film that excited me the most. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we're getting a chance to revisit it for sure. But um, Richie. I would love to start with you this week. I would love okay. to know your thoughts on the Daniels, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, well, it's been a while since I watched it. Mm-hmm. I almost rewatched it in preparation for this episode, but I was lazy. Me too. Um, but my thoughts were that it's probably going to end up being the best movie of the year. Probably mm-hmm. being that I can't see another movie coming out that's going to take that title it's the best movie of the year so far for me um yeah it's it's i mean i think the batman is pretty close for me the batman is is pretty good but like this one is just like it's just crazy that this movie has come out and like it it, it's i haven't really met anyone that doesn't like it Mm -hmm. it's funny it's really heartfelt Mm -hmm. the action is great um the vfx while not necessarily 
the best in Hollywood is yeah. still really good looking. And there was only a team of about seven people that worked for VFX on this movie. Yeah, the behind the scenes of the VFX was just really cool and really creative how they did it. Yeah, and this is also, you know, in this landscape that we're getting right now of multiverse or crossovers or whatever, Mm -hmm. these concepts of um, multiple universes and stuff like that, I felt like this was a really creative way to approach that without uh, playing into, like, the feelings of, like this concept is getting kind of drawn out, you know, Mm -hmm. especially with like what Marvel's got going on. Um, If it can feel like a lot of people are copying this idea, if you know, they don't pull it off. Well, I think that this is easily one of the most original ways to do it. Um, If I recall in the movie, right. They, they have like this like spider web basically of different universes and mm-hmm. yeah. in order to like cast your consciousness onto another individual, you have to do something like really outlandish that would kind of like trigger that. And then their abilities from their other universe, like maybe there's another universe where I am like a nuclear scientist and then I get that person's like, mind pretty much like all the knowledge of that and then i can make you know nuclear energy to save the world that's definitely what i would do with (laughs) that information Mm -hmm. yeah but uh yeah it's uh i don't even know it it, this movie cannot get enough praise you summed it up pretty well to be really honest um yeah this movie i would say it's like one of the one of my favorite movie going experiences period in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and yeah it's not it's not the most crazy vfx you know spectacle like it's not um i mean i didn't even really there wasn't anything vfx wise that like didn't look good to me because i think like this film has so much creativity and artistry behind it and they knew they had a limited budget so they weren't trying to go for like photorealistic cgi characters or anything like you know, there's there's some CGI like there's a CGI bagel, I think. <laughs> I don't even know if that was fully CGI, but there's a bagel. You know, there's there's some stuff, but like a lot of it's also done very practically and it works for the film. Like, you know, there's in one of the universes, there's a, a universe where we all have hot dogs for fingers. Yeah. You know, that's that was our divergent evolution. And the way they got around it, I think, is they all had the actors wear gloves with like little hot dog latex fingers on the end of them. And it doesn't look like real. I mean, I don't know how real you want it to look, but it it looks good. It looks good enough. And it, it's not like what the film is going for in terms of VFX. But like, I think when I say like this is one of my favorite movie going experiences, it like, really reminds me of what I love going to the theater specifically for. And I think right. a lot of the time we, we we like to think about like I like because I mean, obviously, we like to see the big Marvel movies, big DC movies and the, the ones that are really big VFX driven films. But like this is a film I still would recommend people like only catch on streaming just because, you know, like it doesn't need to have a high budget to be like a, a theater worthy experience. You know, like there's some there's a quality this film has that really just, you know, it deserves to be like you deserve to be kind of wrapped up in in this theater and like the uh, 
you know, just like in, in like the dark room with 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 everybody around you. And there's like, like there's even some very meta moments with like I think the film ends like two thirds of the way through it. Do you remember that? Like it it, it stops and like it has a fake ending, and then oh, you yeah. have yeah, and then right. you have a moment where like you're watching the film. Oh, you're watching an audience watch the ending of the film. Yep. You know, it's super meta. It's like stuff like that. Like there's so much creativity behind the directors in this film. And also, like you said, heart. I think creativity and heart is one of the, the coolest things about this. And also like it got positioned really uniquely, I think, because Doctor Strange in the Multiverse yeah. of Madness was coming out, what, like like a month later, or a couple of weeks later. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I guarantee the reception of that film being like kind of lukewarm at best was definitely affected by everything everywhere doing it like with actual like heart yeah Yeah. really well (laughs) like you know um and that's not not to discredit dr strange but like i feel like that team did the best they could being in this like corporate machine that they are and and, you know i'm not gonna sit here and say a24 isn't also a corporation but like they're compared to disney and marvel like they're they're an indie film studio and they make they're one of the last film studios to really like go all in on these really creative new ip you know we're yeah. just new new films like i don't think they're really in the business of creating franchises so yeah, yeah I, I, I love mean, this film a- a24 being like a distribution mm-hmm. uh company mm-hmm. and a pre, you know a production company as well but like that you know they empower the creative fellows that they hire to just put their visions on the screen mm-hmm. and this is probably the most like prevalent case of that. I can't, it's just this type of movie is the type of thing that you just wouldn't imagine getting these days. It's in a way I want to say it's too creative for Hollywood standards. It's too creative. I'd say for like giant studio standards. Like I don't think I would ever see if like Disney or Warner brothers putting on a movie like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's just like, (laughs) It, it, it's a really good case of showing that um, if you do put out movies like this that are well executed and well crafted, um, people are going to enjoy them because it's not the same stuff that you come to expect from a from a movie experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I think like you know when COVID hit, uh, we a lot of us only went to go see the giant films, like for good reason, because you know. You want yeah. to be safe and you don't want to go to... The, I mean, you can probably speak more of those because you worked in a movie theater. Like, it wasn't during COVID, was it? Or it was like... Um, I mean, I guess we're still in COVID. When but I like, when I uh, started working there, that was... Yeah. The mask mandate was still required. So yeah. it was still in that era of a lot of a lot of precaution. Not that mm-hmm. you shouldn't still be taking precaution. You, sh- yeah. you should if you're listening to this. Yeah. But... Um, Especially in like, the West Coast right it, now. It was, there was a lot more um, restrictions on uh, movie theater policies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so people were really only going out to the movies to see Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Big horror movies if there were like A Quiet Place. That was yeah. like one of the first ones that I saw in a theater for a while. Um, but like this is just like, you know, it, you know bringing that up, it's really interesting. I, this... It, I don't think it would have done as well if it had come out like four months earlier. I'm honestly really surprised it did so well because I I remember trailers which looked awesome and like for a little context I I kind of knew who the Daniels were because I 
I saw Swiss Army Man a couple of years ago. I don't know if you've seen sure. that. Yeah, they're, I have they're... not, but I, I know I know the film. Yeah, and that film was, I, I think that was one of the first A24 films that, if in my memory, that they, they did. And then, you know, they started becoming kind of an underground slash household name, you know, like everybody knows who A24 is. But, um, but you know, that was their first film. I think that was kind of the first of this, like, new experiment in, like you, the way you described in terms of just kind of letting creators do what they want. And that film, you know, the early the Swiss Army Man film, like all you need is the premise and you know, like what kind of film you're getting into, which is like Daniel Radcliffe plays a farting corpse <laughs> and Paul Dano and like they're on an island and trying to escape. And like, it's hilarious and it's, it's a crazy concept. And it feels like it applies very similarly to this movie in that like, I mean, less like, you know, less like immediately provoking, but like the idea that, you know, this movie is about multiverses and about like even just the concept of multiverses is enough to get people in the door. But um, yeah, like it's um, I think I think like with this film, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it to do as well as it did. Like I said, because I feel like Swiss Army Man was kind of swept under the radar. Um, right. But, you know, it really demonstrates the growth A24 has had since that movie, like and also the growth as audiences we've had and also just the exact right time. Like, I feel like positioning it right between you know this big marvel movie to come out which looks good and also i liked doctor strange i thought it was a good film i mean some friends i saw it with didn't like it as much but you know Mm -hmm. it's still it's like still a marvel movie though and like the marvel movies are are fun and they're at worst i think popcorn entertainment and at best that you know they can be really great experiences in in theaters but they're never going to push boundaries in the way that a24 is currently doing so um, I'm just I'm really happy this film did as well as it did. And I think a big part of that has to do with with COVID timing. I'd also say TikTok and like social media. You know, I think like I saw this film kind of kind of uh, get passed around on TikTok a lot. Um, you know, I don't have a TikTok still, but, I, you know, I live vicariously through other people right, around me. Sure. Um, and uh, I don't know if, if you noticed that a lot with with this film particularly, but I feel like social media really helped carry it. But I mean, also, it's it's a great film. But Well, I mean, yeah, social media and TikTok, Instagram, mm-hmm. whatever you have, you know, it's um, under the umbrella of like the best press is almost always going to be word of mouth. Mm-hmm. The movie just has a really good reputation when it came out. Mm-hmm. I just heard like friends go and see it and they're like, yep, that was one of the best I've seen in a long time. And then more yeah. friends would go see it and they're like, yep, that was more. And, the, and they keep telling more people about it. Mm-hmm. And all I would hear on Twitter is, man, this is so great. All I'd see on Instagram was, oh man, this movie is amazing. Mm-hmm. No matter where I was, basically the reception to this film was positive. And that's, it just, it just creates momentum. Yeah. And it's it is the highest grossing movie that A twenty four has ever uh, put out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it broke over a hundred million dollars, which is crazy. Um, for what was I, the know, budget on this film? Yeah, too. I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm gonna look it up yeah. right as we speak. <laughs> the budget was twenty five million dollars. Yeah, so it made what like like three hundred or four hundred percent like yeah. something like that it it's just it's one of those like unheard of stories of just mm-hmm. like an indie movie just like b- 
becoming a huge success, which yeah. isn't unheard of because at least in terms of critical reception, indie movies are in. And oh, absolutely! It's, you know, like the Oscars last year. Um, well, but oh, man, they, what was the movie that won Best Picture? But weirdly <laughs> enough, oh, it was it Coda? No, yes, yes, it oh, was, was it was, it was Coda? Coda. Yeah. yeah, I know, I love Coda. Coda's great, but oh, yeah, also Coda's was financed by Apple, though, wasn't it? Like, you know, it's still it's still an indie film, it, right? It's, it's got like the indie vibe, and Coda's a great film, but you know, but well, um, it's it's yeah. not that it was financed; it's that oh, it was okay. it was distributed through apple. apple tv yeah and so it's like kind of like how a movie is absolved by netflix and they can label it like a netflix uh, original gotcha but cool yeah by the way i mean i think apple like you know I, I think apple's putting out really cool stuff right now too honestly the only services i feel like disney is really the only one that's not taking much chances right now you know i think True. hbo's got some cool stuff but like I hbo can't of... has some stuff that they need to figure out yeah they, yeah they're they're in the, whole, <laughs> the midst of crazy amount of stuff that's going on right now and not even like want to like DC. completely shelving movies that are completely finished oh, but that, anyway yeah. i'm still mad about batgirl but uh um yeah like it you know i think i think um i think social media i think word of mouth I think the film is just really good, um, but also like it's a really great showcase that we don't need to just go to movie theaters for giant Marvel movies. Because I think I was getting kind of worried, you know, somebody who wants to work in the film industry, or at least like at the very least the media industry, and I have a vested interest in film. Um, like I, I don't want to, I don't want all movies to go to stream streaming services other than, you know, other than Marvel and and Star Wars and and whatever, and like. And that's how we get, I feel like we get worse experiences in the theaters too. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I think what kind of started turning this around, I mean, obviously like they didn't like make different films, but I feel like, you know, COVID became a little bit more manageable in the States. And then Batman, I feel like was, even though that is a giant film from a giant corporation, (laughs) you know, it is one of, I think stands kind of in opposition to what Marvel's doing and that, they let Matt Reeves kind of do what he wants with that film, even though there literally was a Batman in their whatever universe is going on. You know, <laughs> yeah. they're like letting him, letting him go. Like you don't see Marvel putting a different version of Iron Man on the screen when the Avengers is happening. Never. They would never. Not, never. not, not. In, it would always somehow connect back to yeah. the MCU. Like, yeah, you know, because never... I, I, I don't think Marvel has the same IP that is, is in DC and, and Batman and and all this but like you know that's that's another <laughs> aside <laughs> conversation but like sure, sure. um but I th- but that film was also three hours long and people still want to go see it it was a three hour long introspective batman film that was a spectacle but you know it was it was made with some like you could really feel the director behind it and then you know as we keep going like we get to everything everywhere which i think was like just this perfect storm of of a genuinely good film a film like an indie film with you know a very obvious creative vision behind it um, and I think people, what I'm really trying to say is I think people want these experiences in theaters. They don't want everything to be a Marvel movie. They don't want everything to be a, you know, a giant spectacle blockbuster VFX thing. And it just makes me happy that this film made so much money and did so well because I want, I want the theater experience to still be there. Um, you know, so like aside from my thoughts on the, on the film, um, maybe honestly, maybe I'm just like even a little microcosm of, of how people feel in general and like why, it was talked about so much in social media because people are like, this is a great film you should see in theaters, but it's not a giant Marvel movie. Like let's, 
you know, I don't know if people were like literally like, let's go support it. But maybe somewhere in people's brains are like, you know, I want to see more experiences like this. So, oh, I mean, uh, surely, as mm-hmm. surely, because yeah. like it's it just feels like I, I can't remember the last time I saw a movie that was like this original mm-hmm. that I saw in theaters. And I was like, this is going to be like an all timer pretty yeah. much yeah. like. I think literally the last time I think I had an experience like that might have been La La Land. I yeah. saw that one in theaters before it got the big boom of like its Oscar run and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that, like there are actually good stories that people can tell that aren't related to mm-hmm. like thing like pop culture that I'm already familiar with, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also like a lot of don't get, like there's great films that are put out every single year, multiple times a year, obviously. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. There's none. But no, I'm saying nope. I know. One of them. <laughs> no, no, I actually was saying that there's none. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a roller coaster. Um, yeah, but like <laughs> there's a lot of films that people don't go see that are really great, obviously. And and films are you know not good that people don't go to see too. But um I think a lot of people think about the film going experience differently than like you and I would, or people maybe listening to this podcast would. And that like, we, I think we both genuinely love films and love like, you know, stories and we'll go see anything, you know, but I think like most people when they, like I saw, you know, everything everywhere, a couple, like three times, I think actually I saw it once by myself or once with my girlfriend, once with some friends from my studio. Um, I'm in the film scoring studio at IU and, um, and then again with some some other friends. And the third time I saw it, like these are people who I you know just don't go to movies with really, and I haven't really don't really go to the movie theater that often. But even they wanted to see it, and it's just like, you know, super cool that this film, this indie film, just like had such a wide reach. But okay, we're we're kind of going, uh, you know, on that a lot. Like I really want to talk about the the film itself too. Um, is there anything that sticks out in this? I don't know how do we how do we begin this conversation. Dude, how do you, how do you begin talking about there's everything everywhere? There, there's <laughs> there's a lot in this film. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, dude, I don't know. Uh, hmm. There's like a scene in particular that I'm thinking of, mm-hmm. but I want to save it for the favorite favorites. I'll start. I'll start with this. Um, one of the reason that like the the thing that got me the most hype to see this film before like before i saw it and it was like i didn't see it on release so i there was a little bit of hype from people discussions i'm like okay i have to see this is somebody described this film to well i saw i read it online that somebody said this film feels like what it felt like to see the matrix back in 1999 and i was going into the film with that yeah so i was going into the film with a big matrix fan i'm a giant matrix fan (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I was going into it with like expectations of like, you know, this is what people are comparing it to. And honestly, I completely agree. Like, I don't it think felt it, groundbreaking. Yeah. It's like, because the movie is groundbreaking in concept. It has really incredible action, you know, groundbreaking visual effects in a lot of, a lot of ways. And it's like a really, really, really great story. That's really, you know, well told. Um, but like, I think when the comparison for me comes really a lot from, it just feels like a very innovative concept. Like this feels like the, like capital, the multiverse movie. And 
I don't really I honestly I'm like we've we've reached the peak of the multiverse arc here which is really upsetting cuz I know Marvel's on their multiverse train right now. they have a whole They've few got a years whole, left. Whole four, five, six <laughs> phases planned about. But like I'm honestly like I'm good. Like you know, we can explore other things. Like that was that was the peak of multiverses for me is is this movie right here. Um Yeah, I I mean it's just like it it felt so original. I mm-hmm. I you yeah. know, I have the Marvel formula in my head of how a multiverse should work, yeah. especially after watching like Loki. Because multiverses are not stuff. new concepts in, in media. It's like it's yeah, been exactly. a thing for years at this point. Like, yeah. And like, you, you know, DC's well, yeah, well, DC like, might have been plannings ahead there with their upcoming Flash movie. You know, the, the DC TV shows did something. Yeah, they did. They did stuff. Crisis on Infinite Earths and yeah. stuff. And you know, like people, people know what multiverse is, and it, like there's obviously movies about parallel earths and stuff like that. But this yeah. is the first, one of the first things to really explode it, and to create such a relatable story that also has crazy action in it. Like, you know, it's and and just so much heart. There's so much, like this movie. When I think of the movie, I do think of the action. I do think of like how cool it is and how ridiculous some of the things are. And I think of, you know, the dude who. Like like, think a lot of you know, a lot of funny jokes that I can't repeat on this podcast probably. <laughs> <laughs> like you know if you if you know the uh, the awards sitting on the desk you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah 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 but uh um when I think of the film I honestly think of like the more heartfelt stuff and like I love how they took this giant giant concept and in reality it's just about you know a family it's about a family of four three four people you know including the grandpa obviously um, right. I mean, it's just it's the multiverse aspects in this movie are just a plot device yeah. for Character the family mm-hmm. drama that's at the center of it. Yes, yeah. and like um, I'm gonna need to re- remember the characters' names. Oh um, yeah, I I remember the actors, but um, Evelyn and Joy being Evelyn mother and, and daughter, and like, Wayman, that yeah. relationship is like the key to the movie. Yeah, and Waymond as well is like really important and all this, you know, gong gong, yeah. like all the characters are important, but the, the mother daughter relationship is pretty essential and mm-hmm. it's just so good. Yeah. Like it's... it, it goes beyond just being mother daughter. Mm-hmm. It really feels like some sense of a general relationship that you can feel yourself be a part of mm-hmm. like, for like, going out of your way for the people that you care for and stuff like that and trying to understand them. And, and it's just, mm, yeah, kiss. The, the themes are like empathy and connection. And, you know, there's, it's so powerful. This like, cause I think everybody like this film is basically like everybody has thought of what if my life would be this, if I didn't do this, you know, and I love right. how the film explores that. But at the end of the film, it comes back to, you know, like they have this alternate version where Wayman and Evelyn are like these incredibly famous actors and businessmen. And, you know, they're they're having a great life and they're not having to worry about their taxes or anything like they're in their, you know, quote unquote real life or their like the, their you know current timeline or whatever. And I love that like Wayman's like, you know, at the end of the day, I'm really paraphrasing, but like at the end of the day, I'd much rather be doing taxes with you than alone and, you know, right. rich and successful and like. You know, I think, I think it's like the core message is, I guess, do taxes and be. I'm just kidding, and maybe you know, don't complain. <laughs> no, but 
I, I really, I really love that, that like Wayman's character, I think is the heart of the film and Evelyn's character is like definitely the one where, where the relation, I agree with you, the relationship between Evelyn and Joy is, is also really paramount. But like, I think that message of just wanting to like being, you know, it's, it's like, a, it's this message of, of focusing on love and focusing on understanding people yeah. and, you know, not getting too lost in the, the what ifs of your life and, it's just it's it's these like really really universally relatable things like exactly like the matrix like <clears throat> i think people love the matrix for the action obviously but like also you know because i mean in some positive and very negative ways the matrix related to a lot of people you know yeah with like things i don't want to name obviously but like the influence of the matrix was incredible and it was not just ooh cool action gunfights i mean that was cool but i don't think this movie is going to be remembered for for the action scenes, even though they were also outstanding, you know, I think like you said, the the family drama, I think that's what it'll be remembered for. Yeah. I think that the long lasting cultural impact will be the themes Mm -hmm. of like empathy and understanding and, Mm -hmm. and I I don't even know, dude. And (laughs) also the movie is just really funny. Like, yeah. Okay. I was, I was waiting for us to get there. It's literally hilarious. Hilarious. I'm just going to say my favorite, favorite now (laughs) that, that rock scene is literally genius. I love the rock scene. Like, are we doing favorite favorites? (laughs) I guess so. Because it's just like, you couldn't, I couldn't have, Mm -hmm. I wish I was creative enough to think of that. Mm Mm-hmm. And execute it so well, because you can say about anything re- in this movie, when, honestly. Yeah, when you're really thinking about what you're looking at, yeah, without the subtitles, which goes to show how well the screenplay mm-hmm. is put to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, without the subtitles, it's literally just rocks with googly eyes on yeah. a camera, like not moving, and, and they're s- just like talking to each other. I'm so glad you brought up that scene because, like, that is when I when I say like this movie needs to be seen in theaters. Like, that's the stuff that I I think of because, like, that moment when I think there's like this crazy, almost like kind of almost seizure-inducing moment where like we get these flashes of Evelyn throughout these like multiverse right. of lives, and it's it's so cool. I mean, it's kind of intense, but it's so cool. And like I remember when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh no, I, 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 this is a little bit a lot of flashing imagery." But you kind of just like let yourself, like at a at a certain point, you let yourself just kind of sit into it, and it's just like be overwhelmed with this information of multiverses. Um, and then it it like stops, and then it's quiet. I don't know if the movie like I can't remember exactly what happened, but then I think the rock scene happens. And when the rock scene happens in theaters, it's crazy because it's this like amazing crescendo into this moment and then it's just silent and everybody you're with is just like you know like not wanting to say a word but then the rock scene happens and it's like funny and then people will break the silence and it's just like it's so amazing and it's something that if i had just seen this movie at home like on my couch you know with somebody or else or even by myself you know i don't think i would have the same experience um that i that i did in the theater of like being in a room of people and having to be all you know all witness the same thing that's going on, you know, like, like a collective experience. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, when I saw this in theaters, like you, I could tell that like some of the people in the audience were like afraid to laugh or afraid to yeah. cry. Cause it's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, am I really crying? 
at two rocks with googly eyes, you know, or like, is this really getting me to laugh out loud? And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it it almost makes you feel like you're in a vulnerable position watching Mm -hmm. this film because Mm -hmm. it's, it's because of the subject matter, probably because it's, you know, like I said, the core of it's like the family drama and it's like, that is so relatable across the board for just about everyone. Yeah. But it's not something that everyone's going around like, yeah, I've got this baggage with my family, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. So it's being well, in there and seeing them like mm-hmm. have these moments. Yeah. You can feel the relatability, but it's not necessarily something that <laughs> you want well, to what, project what I, to the entire theater. Well, I mean, I kind of going on that, like the reason I love this film so much is I think what really attracts me to media and films, like what I like is I love seeing like a lot of these films exploring these really small themes in a really grand way. And this movie is literally the most, the biggest like way that that idea can be explored. And that like, you know, it's literally everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the movie is at, is at its core about these really, really relatable things. And I, and I love that because I think, it's you know we we use these giant storytelling tools like it's like you know when you watch sci-fi or like you know um interstellar is an example of this like that movie is this giant huge sci-fi extravaganza and you know at the at the core of the movie it's just like it's about love it's about blah 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 and you know and and we use these giant storytelling uh, just giant stories to communicate something very small and I, i love that and i think that's why i love this film so much um because you know i think it 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 shines a light on this, you know, like in a really big way, it shines a light on these, these like family issues or like these, these things that are relatable to everybody. Um, Yeah. It's like, this film is just, you know, in a lot of ways, the reason why I like movies, I like going to movies and I like stories. And the reason why I want to work in films, like I think when I came out of this, like, it's like, you know, that I was kind of burnt out of school at that point. Like I think, well, not, not burn out of school. I'm still in school, but like, you know, I was tired, like uh, doing a lot of assignments and things. And sometimes you just need something to remind you of like why you're doing what you're doing or like, right. or also just, you know, why you love going to the movies. And this was yeah, definitely, or, a or just like why you love being creative, mm-hmm. why you yeah, love in general, just like letting your imagination run wild. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great film. I love it. <laughs> Music was also great. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, okay. What's your favorite favorite? <laughs> I was trying to think. The rock scene is really up there. I um, uh, <laughs> I think my my favorite favorite. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna cheat. My favorite favorite is I. I really love the Wayman scene that I described earlier. When like I think he's the the businessman Wayman. Yeah, oh, it's like man. it's like this cross cut between. So the, good. Yeah, it hits, it hits you in the heartstrings like this cross cut of Wayman with. I, th- I think it's like three Waymans. It's like businessman Wayman current timeline Wayman and the like the like tax party Wayman where right. they, they never you know started kung fuing all the security guards yeah um and it's just like this this you know like a moment where where the I think Evelyn has this revelation that she can't punch her way out of everything and has to like be empathetic with people and understanding and it's just a really really nice moment and it's it, and I think that's where the line that I said earlier happens but I also like, I'm gonna cheat. I think I really love, I love the bagel song that uh, Joyce sings. Or just like, mm-hmm. you know, 
I just love the bagel. The bagel is my favorite. This, I think it's really fun. Basically the center of the multiverse. I love everything bagels. A, it makes me bagel. happy. <laughs> Actually, I mean, yeah, I, I just think it's so funny that an everything bagel is like literal. It, yeah. It, it just seems like a punchline that they're like, yeah. let's take this as far as we can <laughs> Maybe go. that was the first thing they thought of for this film is everything <laughs> bagel. And then this film came out. True. Um, what about your least favorite? Do you have a least favorite? In an alternate timeline, potentially, where you didn't like this movie? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, in an alternate timeline, I hate the rock scene. <laughs> no. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it has been a while, but like, there was no, nothing. There was nothing that I thought after I saw this movie. There I was like. Eh, that could have been better or yeah. like eh, this you know it's it all felt just like the only thing that i could say after watching was wow <laughs> that yeah. was really good if okay okay the, the the least favorite for me is the is the time of two hours and 19 minutes really yeah oh, should have been longer yeah. uh, needed more yeah. movie makes sense makes sense <laughs> yeah. um can I can I steal that? Is that okay? <laughs> yes. Okay. That's my least favorite. Yeah. Why didn't no, they make I'm, more movie? Tr- well, you see now now it's re-released and it has bloopers. It has a blooper reel. Oh, does it? Oh, hey. There yeah, we like go. Like a 7-minute blooper reel, so there's actually more to watch now. Wow. Yeah. Are bloopers just alternate reality versions of the same film? I think are, so. Are we just bloopers right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are bloopers to a very successful podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, okay. What's your score? Um, this is going to be really hard, honestly. Uh, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, this is the first I'm... first ten of the season two. Mm. <laughs> I mean, for me at least. I don't I mean I sure, just, sure. I can't there's nothing about this that I I would ding, to be honest. Like No, yeah, me neither. It's yeah. It's just yeah. It's just so good, dude. Yeah. I can't wait for award season to roll around. Oh me too. I really hope everyone to just be like it needs to win. Yeah. I, I don't see it winning everything, but it should win everything. It's going to win quite a few things, I'm sure. I yeah. It it at least has to win best picture. Um, I'd hope. I don't. I'm not. I'm not holding out hope that it will, because you know I'm cynical of the Oscars and sure, Academy and sure, everything. Sure. But I, I hope. Hey, man, it does. if Coda can do it, and Coda's the little indie that could, I think this little indie. Yeah, could but, do it but too. Coda didn't have hot dog fingers and and you know, uh. <laughs> like kung fu fighting security guards i think <laughs> yeah but coda also didn't make like nearly as much money as this that's movie. true that's true like this movie Love is coda. a success story mm-hmm. and that plays into oscar voters i agree I, like that. I i hope it does I, another I you know this is off topic i still haven't mm-hmm. even said my score yet but mm-hmm. like it's the same reason that i think that top gun is gonna get nominated I still because it's just super popular still it was yeah. a good movie. Don't I, get me wrong. I, I honestly I try it. to see it in theaters. It's point. it's good. It's worth it. Yeah. But like, it's just like I'm just shocked at mm-hmm. how 
it, it still has so much momentum. I'm I'm seeing bodies, bodies, bodies tomorrow. Mm. And I was looking at showtimes for the theater near me, and Top Gun is sold out for every showtime it has tomorrow. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. Wow. Oh <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Top Gun is still playing in my local theater in Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. Um I mean So the, yeah. if that goes to show. Um yeah. I'm also gonna give this a ten. I That's... I think that was pretty hard to predict yeah <laughs> we did an easy one this week yeah i mean easy because it's so good yeah go watch it if you haven't go seen watch it, it watch it it's just the, the shame to you if you haven't seen it yet shame on you exactly yeah. well we're we actually really... a terrible person if you haven't <laughs> we honestly didn't spoil much in this so we really didn't i mean that's good which is kind of crazy i mean yeah. it's just like it's so dense <laughs> yeah it's very dense. there's a lot of stuff that goes on yeah because like, like i don't really want to describe the plot because like this film is not about plot details or you know right which yeah. is yeah it's a, it's about the the themes in the in the film yeah. and and just the it's ride also of the about just like the the fourth wall break like the story mm-hmm. around the film mm-hmm. like yeah this it's 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 just worth it it's yep. just worth it and you can watch in theaters now probably, probably at the time of recording in at some least. places yeah on so. august 16th oh we're giving it away oh no <laughs> behind the scenes <laughs> okay so 10 and a 10 10 and a 10 10 and a 10 in some other universe we gave it a two or a one yeah or, or zero or 0. 0.5 <laughs> or a blah, 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 blah. yeah true yeah. that's like, the best score yeah exactly and everything bagel everything oh everything bagel out of bagel (laughs) all right well that is going to be it for this episode of movie reviews no one asked for um i don't believe in the last episode that we said we were going to do bullet train i think we did i think i think we may have we bluffed we blow we you know we bluffed and we surprised you with this movie that everyone loves we may still do bullet train yeah i was gonna say our next episode is either gonna be bullet train or bodies 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 we could skip it who knows? Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, make, we'll put a poll to our fans. We'll <laughs> or we could just do both. We could do both at the same time. Every yeah, every you talk about Hold one up. and I'll talk about the other. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Let's. All right. Ready? Well, right now. <laughs> right now, yeah, the movies that I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll be it. Go follow the Instagram page. Yep. At M R N O A F official. Mm-hmm. Um, follow the stream if you don't all. I think you can. You can like stream. on. I think you can follow, follow the podcast. Some, yeah, follow on us on Spotify. Platform. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you if you don't already, if you somehow wonder across this this podcast because you used like Spotify Shuffle or something, <laughs> and you took a risk, then give us a follow. Um, yeah, if you yeah. ask for these movie reviews, then you're not welcome. <laughs> so only for people who didn't ask for them. True, 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 true. Any parting words? How dare you? <laughs> All right. Well, if we don't see you tomorrow, have a good afternoon, a good afternoon, and a good afternoon. That was right. That was correct. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> All right, goodbye.
that is it for this episode of movie reviews no one asked for thank you for checking this out and if you made it this far into the episode just know that we really appreciate you give us a follow and check us out next week thank you goodbye